Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, non-binaries of all ages, welcome to How to Make a Literal Cat in Your Favorite RPG. I hope you're not here to learn character creation, at least not the right way, because this is a cat creation podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Joel Holland. I am the other one of your hosts, Austin Irwin. Welcome to this episode. (laughs) Glad to have you here. Yep, it is good to be here, you know, as always. Joel, how, how you doing? How you been? I am hanging in there, you know. Just like the uh, very infamous photo of a cat hanging from a tree branch. Yeah, just like that cat. He's just like me, for real. (laughs) We're here to do some cat creation, but what game are we here to do cat creation in? Uh, yes. It's probably important that we know that. We are looking at Beam Saber. Beam Saber uh, is a Forged in the Dark game designed by Austin Ramsey. Good name. <laughs> I also want to point out here the cover art for this. Absolutely sick. I love everything that's going on in this image. So much so much emotion from the characters, too, at the bottom of this. Just, just incredible. Yeah. For some reason, they remind me of Godot and Francisca von Karma from Ace Attorney. I know neither of those characters. I'm so sorry. The Godot thing is really just like the the eyepiece on the on the guy on the left. But if you if you look up a picture of Francisca von Karma, you will you will understand the the comparison. I uh yeah I see it. <laughs> also, I know I know I mentioned the art a lot when we're looking at these books, and obviously the audience cannot see this. But, you know, it's it's a little nudge to get them to go check it out, you know? And maybe, yeah. maybe use one of, maybe use the cat that we make in this episode with it, you know? <laughs> if, you, uh, yeah. if you care to do so. If you're cool. Yeah, if you're cool, man. I was about to say let's get into creation, but I'm going to stop myself because we do have something to go over before we do that. Yep. Namely, if this is your first time here... Welcome, first off, but we have rules as a show that we have to follow to keep us on track. Yeah, because if if you know us, you know we're kind of bad at staying on track. But the the rules do help with that, so, uh... Yeah, and we know them by heart at this point, but this this is for your benefit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So rule number one is we accept no cop-outs. We are making a cat. That's the exact animal that comes to mind when I say the word. No anthropomorphic cat races. No people turned into cats. No lions, tigers. No saber-toothed tigers, bears, lion? No, I already said lion. No bobcats. No other cop-outs you can imagine either. Have we named a cat Bob before? No, I don't think we have. we'll, We'll keep that one in our back pocket. I think for this episode, we have... Some people have emailed us uh, cats, have sent us cats to our inboxes. So I think our uh, name suggestions for this episode are going to be either... One second, I'm pulling up our email. That's an interesting name. No, it's uh, Cedric or Elsa are our options. Nice. Okay. Because those are cats that have ended up in our inbox. Heck yeah. How did they get in there? Who knows, but we're taking them out of the box. But be all thanks to the power of our dedicated listeners. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. So we'll move on uh, to the next rule. Rule number two is we cannot use homebrew slash house rules. 
Uh, if the book does not allow us to do something, we count it as a rule broken. And if we come across rules as written versus rules as intended, we go with whichever one tells us no, and we mark it down. Yep. We mark it down for your benefit. So we we can, you can go to your GM and say, hey, this character only breaks X number of rules. Can I play him? And your GM will say, yes, that's hilarious. But anyway, if the game includes stats for a literal cat, those must be used or adapted to the game's character sheet. Now, I don't believe this one has a cat stat block. No, I I couldn't find anything of the sort. Uh, rule number four is the character, class, background, playbook, job, what have you, has to exist in the game's core rules or as part of an official expansion. We can't use homebrew classes. Again, those don't exist. And we are not looking at an official expansion today. We are just looking at the base game. I don't actually know if there are. I, I should look that up. Go into Austin Ramsey's itch page real quick. Let's see. Oh, there are expansions to Beam Saber. Oh, what do you know? Yeah, there's a pilot playbook called The Honed and a Fast and Furious-inspired supplement called Rush Wars. Incredible. Oh, oh, we got more. Beam Saber Dracula pilot playbook and something called The Growing Conflict, which is another supplement. Huh, those sound pretty cool. Yeah, we're not using those, though, probably. Yeah, no. not. not. I don't have $5 to buy either of those uh, pilot playbooks right now. <laughs> fair, fair. But if you at home have $5, and you want someone to play along with your cat, you can either be the Dracula or the Honed, or, you know, you can just be one of the other core player book pilot classes. Yeah, and you can be a little basic. <laughs> we're gonna be. Yeah. <laughs> other than the cat. <laughs> No, what are you talking about? All of our cats are just literal cats. They never do anything different than what a normal cat would do. <laughs> really? Because rule number five is the cat can learn any skill available to its class, even if it's not something a cat could normally be trained to do. Mm, that's right. Forgot about that one. But we do kind of set back in reality at rule number six, being that if a tool would be physically impossible for a literal cat to use, even if comically downsized for them, they cannot use it. Um, you know, can't use a lighter, like a Bic lighter. You gotta have opposable thumbs for that. They can't use... Honestly, I don't think a cat could use a paperclip, given my knowledge of paperclips. Yeah, no, I think that'd be a little beyond. Now, maybe the cat from the last episode, which was, at the very least, dexterous. But, nah, even then, I think you gotta have opposable thumbs. Yeah. You know, you gotta slide that onto the paper, and you, know, you gotta... Oh, wait, I'm it. thinking of a hole punch. <laughs> I think a cat could use a hole punch. Realistically, <laughs> you don't need thumbs for that, because you could just, like, slide the paper into it and then punch down. Well, I mean, if you got a three-hole punch, then sure, but, like, a single-hole punch. Yeah, okay, yeah, single-hole punch, no way a cat could use that. Even if comically downsized, they definitely wouldn't be able to. I mean, they might be able to get, you might be able to get one small enough that they could use it in their mouth, but that's a, a swallowing and choking risk, and also would not punch a hole big enough to matter. But no, I don't think a cat could use a paperclip for its intended purpose. <laughs> uh, rule number seven is if a character sheet has a section that is meant to be filled out in collaboration with the whole table, we leave that blank so that potential players can make it fit the group they're playing with. Now, uh, there is a section in this book called Squad Creation, so we already know we're going to be skipping that. Mm -hmm. Just going to roll right over that. Last but not least, 
Rule number eight is we have to keep track of every rule in the book that we break, which, if you're new here, typically isn't that many rules. Yeah, no, usually once you get past cats are not part of the setting, cats are not supposed to be player characters, you're usually pretty good. Yeah. You just have to be really picky about your gear, usually. Yeah, the gear is where we get kind of muddied and like, could a cat use this given the circumstances? Perhaps. But anyway, I think we can go ahead and start. I believe so. So let's dive into this table of contents. Oh, I just went to page 56, which is where the pilots section begins. Mm, that's a That's a really good idea. I know, right? Actually, there's just, like, a lot of illustrations, and then on page 58, mm. it begins. Good illustrations, though, still. Yeah. Let's see. Pilot Creation. Beam Saber is a game about pilots and their massive war machines. While the vehicles may get a lot of attention, they're just dead metal without their pilot. An empty husk waiting to be filled with potential. You are that potential. Wait, are they saying the pilot's an empty husk to be filled with potential, and we are filling the pilot? Are we the are we piloting our pilot like a mech so that the pilot can pilot a mech? No, no, the vehicles are dead metal without their pilots. But I mean, am I wrong though? You're not wrong. I was gonna say when you really think about it, uh, yeah, Joel's right. Our pilots are empty husks if we, the players, do not give them life through role play. <laughs> All right. So step one is uh, choose a playbook. Okay, we have a choice of... And those are on page 100. Oh yeah, that's right. You just have them all listed right here, don't you? I sure do. We have the choice of bureaucrat, envoy, uh, technician, soldier, infiltrator, scout, empath, officer, hacker, or ace. Or blank. (laughs) You know, I I was about to read that one out. But yeah, this is. I think this is just one where you fill in everything on its own. Yeah, if you are a game designer of sorts yourself, if you fancy yourself to be a little bit of a game designer, and you know the Powered by the Apocalypse... No, this is this is a Forged in the Dark, my bad. If you know the... Po- the I about did it again. If you know the Forged in the Dark system well enough, you might be able to, after looking at the other playbooks and whatnot, figure out how to make your own character class or playbook whatever you want to call it but as for us the ace is choose the ace if you want to be the hotshot pilot known for being the best in a vehicle have an incredibly flexible vehicle with experimental equipment or be more reliable reliant on your vehicle than other pilots now experimental equipment is an interesting proposition for a character who is an experimental pilot but Mm -hmm. i was just thinking that also, be more reliant on your vehicle than other pilots. I think we'd have to be pretty reliant on our vehicle. Yeah, let's see, though. Bureaucrat is the next one on my list. Choose the bureaucrat if you want to be the master of managing resources and the downtime phase. No thanks. Have access to mundanely weird gear and ability. Okay, you, you're reeling me back in here. <laughs> or be a banal cog in the machinery of war. Okay, you lost me again. <laughs> yep, right back, right back out. Next, we have Empath. Choose the Empath if you want to play a character who is deeply connected to emotions, whether it's their own emotions or the emotions of their squadmates and foes. Have psychic powers that give you a unique edge in conflicts, or understand others regardless of the danger that poses. 
Okay, so I was thinking before we began, this is this sounds very appealing to me because I was thinking before we began that maybe our excuse for our cat being able to pilot um like their vehicle, whatever that vehicle is, if it's a mech, if it's like a cat brand ex- uh, construction equipment that we are abusing for the art of war, mm-hmm. whatever it is, that like the reason we're able to do it is because the the vehicle is powered off a psychic connection to its pilot rather than manual controls, which means that technically anything could be the pilot. Yeah. This is just like Pacific Rim, I think. I've barely, I've barely seen it. I've not seen Pacific Rim. There's, I, it's more, Pacific Rim, there's two pilots per mech. And they have to be connected emotionally, I think, to fully operate the mech together. <laughs> so oh this is like that, but if it was one person. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I see what you're saying. I, I think that's a I think that's a really good idea. Alright, let's let's make sure there's not something we like better, but like that kind of fits with my excuse on how this is possible. So yeah. uh let's see. We'll keep tabs. Choose the Envoy if you want to play a flashy character who talks their way into and out of trouble, manipulate people and organizations like puppets, or explore what happens when you are all flash and no substance in life-threatening situations. (laughs) Also fitting, I think, if you want to play a cat, which is going to be like a comedy relief character no matter how you spin it. (laughs) Talking their way into and out of trouble, though, is... Would just be some incredible role play through through a cat's eyes. Yeah, just just like it's that one uh, Tumblr post where someone says like so mad at cats because they think they can just merp their way out of out of trouble and they're they're always so right. <laughs> it's so true. All right, up next is the hacker. Choose the hacker if you want to bend machines and vehicles to your will. Control the perception of others by manipulating the augmented reality around them. Or be vulnerable in direct conflicts. So two cool points and one... (laughs) (laughs) One that makes me really not want to play (laughs) as the hacker. Infiltrator is... Choose the infiltrator if you want to remain unseen until you choose to strike, whether on foot or in your vehicle. Bite off more than you can chew and get out anyway. Or play a character who is seen as unreliable because they are never around. Man, they tell me not to bite off more than I can chew. But man, I've got a really small mouth. Because <laughs> I'm, a, cause I'm Cause, a cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're a cat. <laughs> choose the officer if you want to have a measure of inherent authority. Kind of fitting. Mm-hmm. Have other pilots look to you for a plan or decision, or play a character that has reached their position by choosing, on some level, to be complicit with their superiors. Hmm. I like this class in general. I don't think it works. Not really fitting for yeah, a cat. Yeah, not, not super fitting for a Other cat. than the air of authority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cats always have that small air of authority around them, you know? Yeah. Up next is the scout... Choose a scout if you want to play a character with a core of loneliness who finds camaraderie in their robotic companion. Devastate your foes from far away with both a sniper rifle and artillery barrages, or lead the way finding threats and obstacles ahead of your squad. Not super fitting for a cat. The last one sounds like it, you know, we could have uh, an infiltrator. 
But using a sniper rifle, yeah. just uh, I don't I don't know about that. One. Nah, I don't think we can make the cat rifle. Nah, dang. Hmm, the soldier. Choose the soldier if you want to be very good at harding and terrifying people, be incredibly hard to stop even when badly injured, or play with ideas around having a body designed for violence, whether you embrace it or struggle to imagine what peace looks like for yourself. Not, I'm, I'm not really, I don't, I don't see that yeah, one. Yeah, not, not keen on that one. Lastly, we have the technician. Choose the technician if you want to get imaginative with your methods, whether creating or destroying. Support your squad mates by maintaining them and their vehicles. Or explore what your role in the war is as an innovator. Out of all these, I still feel like Empath gives us the best excuse to play as a cat. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. It gives us a reason to be there. That's not just, hey, we found this cat and we want to keep him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, this cat has a, a psychic connection with with the uh machinery that's around yeah will this be our third psychic cat <laughs> i think so but you know sometimes you got to do what you got to do to make uh cats fit into your universe he's so right <laughs> now first off i don't think we're supposed to be a cat because these all these all make it sound like you know people are doing these things mm-hmm Again, doesn't explicitly say that, but it is intended. So we're gonna we're gonna mark that one down. It's supposed to be people. Yeah. Jo- Joel, are you seeing this? I'm seeing your sheet. Yeah. It is form fillable. Oh dang, that's nice. Incredible. I didn't think it was gonna be. Yeah, I was also worried that it would not be. All right, sorry, PDF editor. I do not need you. So pilot name. First off, we have Elsa and Cedric. Correct. Yeah, those are our options. If we are going to follow the recommendations from our from our dear listeners who have sent us pictures of their cats and told us a little about them, then we either have Elsa, who, um, actually, these are very similar looking cats. One is gray with, like, a little bit of white on her neck, and the other one is black with a bit of white on his neck. <laughs> hmm. So, same, same kind of cat, basically, just one's got lighter fur. We just, we have to decide what we're calling it. Cedric or Elsa? And this will also probably determine the pronouns. I am more keen on Cedric than I am on Elsa. Alright. So. I'm fine with that. You're fine with that? Yeah. Like, I was, for a moment, thinking of, like, making our call sign, like, Snow Queen or something. Then I remembered that I thought it would be better if we either randomly generated our vehicle or if we, like, made it the most, like, mundane, like, construction worker vehicle or whatever that has been, like, refitted for war. (laughs) Yeah. So, I think Cedric is better if we have no idea what our vehicle is going to be yet. But what's a good call? We'll get back to the call sign. I think that's a... Yeah, that's step 10, technically. So, we should get back to step 2. So, step... Two is add the three starting action points for your chosen playbook to your character sheet. As you add action points in the following steps, note that no pilot action or vehicle can exceed two points during character creation. Alright, I wonder if the basics tells us what action points are. For those familiar with Blades in the Dark. Yeah, Forged in the Dark is based on Blades in the Dark. Ah, that makes sense. So if you remember the episode where we established that cats have a natural affinity for crime. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not really seeing anything about about that here, so 
but let's go back to the character sheet. Maybe the, maybe there's something there that I wonder if it's the at, like you see how it's we've got three attribute points marked already. Uh, so we've got that? study and survey. Yeah, studies at two, surveys at one. So those might be our action points, and if that's the case, it explains what's going on here. Also, it's fitting because no pilot action or vehicle action can exceed two points during character creation, and study is capped at two. All right, let's let's work off the assumption that's what it is for now, unless we see something to refute it. Gotcha. So on the empath sheet, is is there like a second page that's about the vehicle or something? Because there's not like a dedicated vehicle character sheet. No, this is your squad. Oh, we'll worry about... Oh, vehicle attributes right there. Okay, I see it. <laughs> wow, I guess... So, all, your character fits neatly onto one sheet? That's convenient. That is very convenient. Alright, so, step three. Who were you before the war stole from you? This is your history. Put one point into a pilot or a vehicle action that expresses it. Okay. Who were we... We're not really given guidance on this. I guess we get to just freehand it. True. There's this war going on. There's a bunch of mechs yep. fighting. And we are a cat trying to make our way in this crazy world. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, because, like, even if a cat really did have, like, empathic abilities, it seems weird that someone figured that out and also thought, hmm... Maybe we could test this out in our experimental vehicle units that rely on a psychic connection to the pilot. Joel, maybe Cedric was the experiment. That's what I'm thinking. They were experimenting or studying or testing this kind of phenomenon anyway, realized Cedric's skill in the area, and thought, hmm, why the heck not? Yeah. And then he becomes the best pilot the galaxy has ever seen. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. So this this cat is the experiment. What skill can we put in to show that? Let's see. So our skills are for insight, hunt, study, which we can't max we can't uh, do anymore, and it's already maxed out for character creation. We've got survey, which has one point in it, engineer, and that's that's insight. We have prowess which is finesse, prowl, struggle, and wreck, or resolve, which is command, consort, sway, and interface. I feel like interface is fitting, honestly, because, like, that was that's part of the experiment. That's how we got here, is we proved our ability to do mm -hmm. that. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and put it in interface. Uh, just so we're clear, the uh, vehicle attributes are expertise, uh, which the expertise abilities are battle, destroy, and maneuver, or the acuity section which is bombard manipulate and scan yeah manipulate was the other one i was thinking of of doing but i'm not ah uh, yeah that would make sense i'm not entirely sure what manipulate means in the context of the vehicle probably it probably has to do with like manipulating the vehicle specifically but yeah that could be up for interpretation i'm not sure number four is how has your pilot experienced the costs of war? This is your tragedy. Do we want to say, like, like was this cat already telepathic, or did they do something to Cedric to make him telepathic? Because if so, I think that's an easy thing to put for the tragedy. Like, his life as a normal cat was stolen from him, you know? 
because of this war and these big wigs trying out new things to get an edge on the enemies. I don't know. I feel like that would give... I feel like the tragedy has to be something that, like... Because, like, if you give a cat a reason to hate people and then put it in a weapon, it's going to turn on its creators. True, true. So, like... Maybe, you know, the opposing side in this conflict took his family and he knew that he had abilities and he sought out a way for revenge, maybe? Could be. I... Hmm. I wonder if instead of a family, like, there were... There was, like, a scientist who he was exceptionally close with who was killed in action or something. Ooh, that could be good, too. Because, like, I imagine if you're doing experiments on cats, you need to be able to herd cats, and that's impossible, so you have to make the cats like you. Yeah. So the cats had to be... Like, I think, I think like, for the circumstances where this cat is willing to be a pilot for a war machine for one side in a war... That side of the war could not, even if the experiments done to it were inhumane, I feel like the cat had to be treated humanely during the process. Yeah. So, like, the, yeah, he had experiments done on him, but he's staying in, like, a five-star hotel equivalent of what that is for a cat. So, like, yeah, a cardboard box that's lined with carpet, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Things that a cat might like. Yeah. He had plenty of enrichment in his in his enclosure, and possibly scientists who were quite fond of him. And he lost one of those. I like that a lot. So do we we do not have a point for that. Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Beam Saber mid-roll. Welcome. We're here to talk shop and tell you all the fun stuff we have going on in and outside the podcast. Yeah, we will get you back to your episode of Beam Saber right after this. Is this the bit we're doing? <laughs> I don't know. I just figured maybe one of these days we're going to miss one of these, and I thought if we had a nice generic middle section that we could just drop in the actual title name like this beam saber incredible well welcome to this mid-roll of beam saber we will start off the mid-roll by talking about our start page joel would you please provide the link to said start page yeah sure it's a literal cat pod dot start dot page over on this start page you can find a ton of different things relating to the Literal Cat Pod podcast. I believe you can find our email there, which is literalcatpod at gmail.com. Over here, you can submit different TTRPGs you would like for us to look at. You can email us about guest spots. You can email us, and this is the most important bit, pictures of your cats that we can then turn into cats on the show. Isn't that fun? Yeah, we can do all of that. You can also find links to all of our social medias but like the main ones that you need to worry about are at this point twitter blue sky and tumblr i am me personally am most active on tumblr but i do also manage the uh i manage all three of the the social medias technically you'll see me 
about on on all of them, but you're most likely to reach me if you send us an ask through Tumblr or something. You can also find a link to our YouTube channel if you're there. All three of those, by the way, are at literal cat pod. Four, technically, if you count Blue Sky. We like to keep our branding tight, you know? We try. We, we do try. While you are on these sites, and while you are listening to this podcast on the podcasting app of your choice, feel free to rate and review us. Give us your opinions. I don't think we've received a written review yet at the time of recording this. So if you if you got something to say, say it. And don't forget what your mom tells you. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. <laughs> but in all seriousness, yes, like, the review thing, we can't really afford to promote the show and even if we could afford to spend money to promote the show there are not that many good avenues right now to do so so your review will help boost our show within the algorithms of apple music spotify or you know wherever else you can post those things but there is one other thing you can do to spread word about the show that might be more effective what would that be joel that would be our character sheets Because the character sheets from this Beam Saber episode and every other episode can be found if you go to bit.ly slash literalcatpod or find the link on the start page. It will take you to a Dropbox filled with every single published episode's character sheets. Yes, you can take these, you can download them, you can hand them out to your friends, you can tell your GM that you want to run these, and you can give them a list of any rules that you have to break to get these cats in your game, and hopefully they're cool with it. They're going to be cool with it. This is going to be so funny. (laughs) Lastly, another thing you can find us on is Patreon. You can find us over at patreon.com slash badgertrove, and you might be wondering to yourself, this is your first time hearing a mid-roll, why is it called badgertrove? Why is it not called literal cat pod? And that is because we have different avenues ourselves of uh, media. You know, we make this podcast. We are planning on making, you know, a TTRPG of our own. And any other projects that we do will most likely end up on Badger Trove. Feel free to support us there. We have multiple tiers of patronage, if you will. Starting at $2, at which point... You can get a shout-out on the show and access to our release schedule, so you can know what we're planning on publishing before anyone else. Right now, we are booked out pretty far in advance because of all the guest spots that we have right now. (laughs) Yes, we are. So if you want to take a look at what we have going on, what, a couple months from now, uh, you can check it out. we've got entries out in May. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But also, I'm a little behind on it because life stuff, but I do pretty soon, probably this month, have a playtest edition of a one-shot Powered by the Apocalypse game about stealing government cheese. That is incredible, by the way. If you do not know the government cheese story, feel free to pick up this one-shot and get yourself a little more educated. It is 100% worth it. It really is. Anyway, that's enough about the show. Austin, do you want to plug your social media real quick? Yes. I am on many websites. I am on Twitter, Tumblr, 
TikTok, Blue Sky, and Twitch, all at Avalon Alchemist. You can find basically anything I post on those sites just by typing in that name right there. I'm most active on Twitter, but if I ever receive, you know, asks on Tumblr or, you know, anything like that, I will definitely answer them. So uh, hit me with uh, what you got and feel free to check me out. But you don't have to just check me out. You can also check Joel out at his sites, which are... Yeah, so you can find me on most of those social medias as well, not Twitch. I don't stream anymore. Might start again one day if I can come up with a show that is structured enough and removes all elements of unpredictability, but we'll see. <laughs> if it sounds to you like it's probably not going to happen, you are onto something. But uh, you can find me on all those sites at Danalo Lioge, which is my name spelled backwards, which is complicated to spell. So what you can do instead, if you don't feel like figuring out how to do that, is go to jholland.start.page, where you will find links to all of my stuff. And he has a lot of links, people. Yeah, but, you know, most of them are the standard ones. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's enough about us. You can go back to listening to Beam Saber now. Yes, have fun with the rest of this episode. Grab some popcorn and find your seats. Monster of the Week actual play podcast $2 Creature Feature returns for Season 2 on February 22nd. This season, we'll see a whole new crew of hunters confronting the mysteries at the heart of the town of Jupiter Hollow. I'm Megan Murphy. I'm playing Zelda Wardwell, the flake. Oh, wait, I'm supposed to protect people, too. That's like what heroes do. I'm Nyalder, playing Eric Ashrin, the crooked. Let's just say I don't ask questions that involve textbooks. I ask questions that involve cash. I'm Laura McMillan, and I'm playing Tammy Jo Marple, your home town home finder i'm here to make deals with the good people of jupiter hollow but i already made a deal of my own tammy joe is the monstrous and i'm mr ray i play everything that tries to kill these people and if you enjoyed our first season you ain't seen nothing yet new episodes every other tuesday wherever podcasts are found let's all go to the lobby let's all go to the lobby Let's all go to the lobby to get Step five. What were you doing after your tragedy, but before you joined the squad? This is your opening. Put one point into a pilot or vehicle action that expert. I feel like maybe we had uh, the empathy, like, experiments going on, right? Mm -hmm. We... We lost a scientist to the war. I wonder if maybe it was after that scientist was out of the picture that, like, training began on operating machinery. <laughs> that, yeah, that that would make sense. So, like, before then, it was mostly just experimenting on, like, to understand the cat's abilities. After that guy was gone, it was on to practical use. Gotcha. So... His opening would be... From study to practical applications, maybe. Okay, that's good. And then, what does it say on that? Put one point into a pilot or vehicle action that expresses it. Okay. Maybe this could be our manipulate or maneuver, perhaps? I think maneuver would make sense. Again, without a full understanding of what manipulate means in this context. Let me double check, see if there's... Page 173. 
When you manipulate, you definitely move things with your vehicle. You might remove a primed warhead from... Okay, so it's things that we use the vehicle to move, basically. When we move things using the vehicle. Oh, that's manipulate? Yeah. Gotcha. So maneuvering is uh, moving the vehicle. Manipulate is moving things with the vehicle. Then yeah, I think maneuver would probably be our our option here. Yeah, I think that makes sense anyway. Okay, cool. On to number six. Uh, what do you hope to change in the world? This is your drive. Um, what does our cats? What does Cedric stand for? I feel like we could do something real simple like vengeance, or like something more complex like equality for cats or something. Mm. Equality for cats. Are there mm, something interesting that we could do is maybe Cedric does not like the abilities that he has gained, even though they are helpful to him. He doesn't want them using these applications on other animals. So maybe his drive is to like end things so that his descendants or what are the, what are the predecessors? Is that the right word or is uh, predecessors would be, like, your parents. Okay. Or the grandparents, maybe. So, his, dis- yeah, descendants, essentially. The the people, they're the animals that come after him do not have to go through this. Yeah. Create, maybe he wants to create a sanctuary for things like him. Oh. So, like, the other animals that they did do these experiments on, like, he wants to go back to a normal life for all of him and his friends yeah then we assign three points by dividing them among vehicle actions okay double check the vehicle actions scan to discern the truth around you through your vehicle i think scan is a good one to put a point into scan would be good yeah i think i also think we should have either battle or destroy those were the like battle is the close quarters one and destroy was like be super destructive, right? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Battle to engage in vehicular close quarters combat. Lash out with your scoop arm. Fire your Gatling gun. Bombard. Wait. You say bombard or destroy? No. Destroy. Bombard was the long range one. Right. Uh, destroy to employ overwhelming destruction through your vehicle. Carpet bomb a military base. Smash a building with a wrecking ball. Yeah, that's the one that would let you uh, vent some frustrations, perhaps. Yeah. I think destroy might might be the one to go with or mm-hmm. this the second thing to go with and we could put two points into one of these i believe it doesn't say yeah we have to put them yeah i assume it just follows the same rules as before like your action points just cannot exceed two in any one slot yeah so do we want to be better at destroying maneuvering or scanning probably maneuvering because again, I feel like okay. they, you know, they put a lot of time and effort into this experimentation and technology to make the experiments like Cedric better at maneuvering than what a normal pilot could do. That makes if sense. He's going to be the best pilot in the galaxy. I mean, come on. Right. Up next, we have put two points split between any pilot and or vehicle actions. You want to have 10 total action points. Okay. So that means we get to put one point in two different things. Yep. I feel like, let's see, we have points in Insight, Resolve, Expertise, and Execuity, but we have nothing in Prowess. Is there anything we could put in Prowess? 
I feel like finesse might be good, assuming that means what it usually means. Yeah. I was going to try to find the the player abilities, like the description for them. If I go back to the, t- to the front of the book again, table of contents, page 88, finesse. When you finesse, you handle an object with agility. You might secretly draw a pistol. You could grab a dead man's switch before it activates. In a flashback, you might have already stolen the guard's keys. You could hotwire a vehicle. Hotwire a vehicle, you say? Yeah, but engineer might be better for that. It that it puts that in uh, parentheses next to it. Prowl. To move with grace and precision. Climb onto a mech in the middle of battle. Sneak past security cameras. Stab an unsuspecting foe. That would be better. That would be better for a cat. Yeah, I think prowl. Makes a lot of sense. And then we have one more point, correct? Yep. Do we want to... Do you have any ideas for that one? Because, like, that could go for the pilot or the vehicle ability. True, 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 true. We could put one into finesse, because finesse is described here as to handle an object with agility. The examples it gives is secretly draw a pistol or hand off a key to a prisoner. Yeah, I, I feel like... I think in this instance, finesse re- relies too much on being good with your hands. Yeah, which I, we are not. I, yeah, as I read that, I got less and less confident. I honestly kind of think we can't have any finesse. <laughs> yeah, probably not ever. Struggle to I was about to say to employ lethal or less than lethal violence. But if this cat is violent, then I think we should definitely pick struggle. Yeah. This cat may have some anger issues. Just a bit. Don't worry about that, though. Which, I mean, what... Like, what mech pilot shown in protagonist doesn't have some anger issues? Right. You know. They, they all got something going on. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what's our next step? Choose an ability from your playbook. And we have quite a few here to pick from. Telepathy, broadcast, farsight, good-hearted, everybody hurts, emoji, caruse, carry that weight, or veteran. <laughs> Telepathy, you can communicate directly to a person's mind through speaking, provided you previously had a re- revealing interaction with them. When taking part in a group action, you can spend one stress per participant to let others involved use the leader's action rating instead of their own. Okay, it, it works in edge, so, okay. Broadcast. When you push yourself, you can do one of the following in addition to the normal benefits. Use your mind to instill a powerful, undirected emotion in others. Or paralyze a person with your mind or voice. Hmm. Mm, Not sure about that one. Let's just keep going. Farsight. When you gather information with a survey, take plus 1D. Information gain can be from a place and time where you were not present. Interesting. So that would mean that when we roll, uh, when we whenever we roll survey, we would act as if we had an extra pip. Yeah. So even though we've only got one, it would count as having two. That could be good. It's a mechanically useful skill, but like there might be one that's more interesting. Good-hearted, I don't think we can take solely because we've set this cat up to be violent, and good-hearted requires you. To act compassionately towards a foe. I don't think that's mm-hmm. something that Cedric would do. Probably not at first. Yeah, no. He needs some character development. Yeah, that's a that's something you take later on in the game. <laughs> Depending on where your playthrough yep. with Cedric goes. <laughs> yeah. 
You may spend, let's see, everybody hurts. You may spend your spark to resist the consequence from ambushes, physical or not, or to push yourself to understand others. That one I actually like a lot because there could be a lot of consequences to a cat from an ambush. And being able to push yourself to understand others could help you in the long run. Yeah. I do like the uh, the ambush uh, protection. That That's a good reason to take that one. Let's see. What's... We got a couple others. Yeah, we can go through. Uh, up next, we have Emoji. You know the secret method for interacting with apps or AIs as if they were normal humans, regardless of how corrupted or rampant it appears. You have increased effect when communicating with digital entities. Could be interesting. Yeah. This cat's the computer whisperer. Call in tech support. It's just this cat hissing at your computer until it decides to work again. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. Uh, carouse. When you participate in a cut-loose downtime activity, choose one of the following. The pilot cutting loose cannot overindulge, but only heals half the stress rolled. Your relationship with them improves by an additional plus one. Or their relationship with you improves by an additional plus one. Hmm. Hmm. I'm not entirely sure what those do, so... Oh, that's just team bonding stuff. Like, downtime is basically, between missions, you get an opportunity to go do something to advance your character on your own. And one of those things is you have an opportunity to bond with a teammate, which I guess in this game is called Cut Loose. Gotcha. Okay. I like that, but I think there are better options for the first one. Yeah. Up next, we have uh, Carry That Weight. After you see the results of an action roll, you can push yourself or assist, if no one else assisted in the roll. If 0D were rolled, roll again with 1D. When you have a personal moment with someone, you can take any amount of stress, up to your max stress, to heal that person the same amount of stress. Man, so many of these abilities assume that this cat is nice and likes people. We don't dislike people. Like, we've established we don't dislike people. We just, we have a chip on our shoulder. Yeah. I think carry that weight could be good narratively in terms of, like, this cat has seen some shit and, you know, is carrying that weight and could help other people get through carrying that weight. Um, But I am still partial towards everybody hurts and telepathy. Let's see, Everybody Hurts was the one, yeah, the ambush protection one. Mm-hmm. But it also gives you the push yourself to understand others. Yeah. Everybody Hurts, I think, gives has this nice balance between mechanical and narrative uh, utility. That, see, yeah, that's and what that I was is, That is appealing. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's go with that one. I think that's the one we've agreed most okay. upon. What is next? All right, your name, pronoun, call sign, and look. Well, we have our name and pronoun, and I think, look, what did you say Cedric was again? Cedric is a a black cat with, like, white on his nose, mouth, and neck. Like, the nose itself is pink, but, like, you know, yeah. surrounding it. Around, you know. <laughs> uh, what is our call sign? Let's see, this picture of Cedric says that he's hunting, hunting someone's lunch. Let's see, that's the only detail we get. So maybe, uh, okay, with what we have, we could either go direct or ironic, I think. Yeah. So, like, if we go ironic, then, uh, it could be something like Labrador or, um, (laughs) or Coyote. 
But if we go direct, it could be more like like Jaguar. Yeah. What are you typing in there? I was trying to do like a numerical slash alphabetical form of evolve. Because like, you know, I, I feel like somebody would deem uh, this call sign being like, ah, this he's the, Cedric is the next generation. So like, yeah. I guess that's another angle, isn't it? Yeah. Because like, we could do EV07VE. I mean, with that in mind, what was the name of the, uh, we could do Laika, like the, the first animal in space. Oh, that's a good one. I like that a lot, actually. What is that? L I A K A. Which gives us both the I- iron, the ironic, and the uh, the callback to scientific advancement because Leica was a dog. True. I yeah. And a communist. <laughs> True. I think I spelled that right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, call sign Leica. Okay. So that gives us our look. That gives us. I think we're almost done here. Write the names of your. Yep. Uh, step 11 and 12 are about the squad. Yeah. So we, we did it. We we done made the pilot. We have made a pilot. Now, on to the vehicles. The vehicle. We can, we can go crazy with this one. Yep, that's page 154. Sweet. Technically two pages of illustration again, so it's 156, but... Oh, you know how it be. Yep. So I think... It would be fun to randomly generate our vehicle. Can we do that? Yeah. Looking at the book, the section provides step-by-step instructions for creating a pilot's vehicle. However, you can also randomly generate a vehicle in part or in whole using Appendix B on page 414. So, uh, here we go. Random generation tables. Random vehicle generation. Look and designation. Okay, to randomly generate your vehicle's look and designation, roll 1D on each feature table. Oh, wow. I assume that's a 1D6, because this game uses D6 dice pools. Let me pull out a D6 here. I think maybe we make up our own manufacturer model and version. Mm -hmm. Simply because we've... We don't have to stick with everything, but, like, I think mobility, arms, hand, core, head, cockpit, shell, style, etc., we could totally do that. So first we roll on the mobility table. I rolled a three. Flight. Flight. So we've got a jet fighter. Suki, will you quit? Oh, I forgot to mention, I got a new cat. A new cat? Sure did, yeah. What's this cat? She's a little black tabby cat, and her name is Suki. Huh. It's a Loki and Suki. No, Genji and Suki. Oh. I can't... Right, we already talked about this. Loki is some random YouTuber's cat. <laughs> I can't believe you forgot the name of my Genji cat. Genji is Joel. your cat. God. I mean, at least I'm not thinking about, about them as Peter. <laughs> yeah. So Genji and Suki. My bad. Yep. And of, cor- of course, I- I've had her for like two days now. Three-, three days. And the entire time, she's been hiding away from me. And she does not like being picked up or held and, of course, when I'm recording, she comes up to me, finally, after being here for three days, <laughs> and is like, please love me. <laughs> <laughs> so she's just running just around. Just needed time. Yeah, she's just running around under my chair right now. Uh, let's see. Let's see. I see vehicle name, model, and look. We might just have to list it under look. 
Yeah, probably. Uh, we do have a notes section on the second page. I feel like once we finished rolling this, we can actually determine, like, what kind of vehicle we're working with. Yeah. Well, let's look to the arms. I got another three. Tentacles. Tentacles. <laughs> Incredible. All right. Um. Hands. Hands. Oh, God. Please don't roll a three again. Six. Ornate. What do ornate hands look like? Fancy. I guess, well, yeah, this is the vehicle look section, and this isn't really, yeah, this is a look and designation, so I guess that that is where it's supposed to go. We're getting there. Core. Five. Massive. Well, at least it wasn't a one. We'd get a copyright strike. <laughs> is that the one that says armored? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Head. Two. Armored. Armored. Armored head. It's gotta be armored, because that's where this this tiny little guy sits. Yeah. Cockpit is a five, which is cramped. That's okay, we're a tiny little guy. Yeah. I'm, ass yeah, I'm assuming this is made for, like, a human in mind. So they had a cramped cockpit, and they were like, Do it, let's just use this one on the mech being piloted by a cat. Yeah, I feel like it's, like, maybe cramped for a person, but just, like, you know, just, like, safety regulation size for a cat. Yeah. <laughs> OSHA approved. Space OSHA. Okay, shell. Four. We have an alloy shell. Nice. Which means it's not as durable, but is... Hey, it's better than a plastic shell. Yeah. It can be dented without breaking. Yeah. What's our style? We got a five sleek. Nice. Fresh off the assembly line, <laughs> mostly. Yeah, this is a new top of the line model. Manufacturer. Is this where we're picking specifics? Yeah, I feel like we should diverge at this point. I still think it would be funny to say that we're operating a modified cat brand construction vehicle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, abs absolutely. That's what we're going with. They don't have a spot for a manufacturer on here. I assume it goes under vehicle model. Like, we would make, like, if we did manufacturer model inversion off of this, then it would be, like, Spirit Forge Cloister Ogre Prototype or something. Gotcha. So, yeah, we could just do cat. And then we could roll for the for the model, or we could just say, like, like okay, so, like, what are actual construction vehicle names? Oh, this is going to be good. Let's see. 24 types of construction vehicles and how they are used. Okay. Articulated haulers. Asphalt pavers. Backhoe loaders. I'm trying to look for something that would make sense for, like, to be replaced with tentacles. Boom mm -hmm. lift might be good. Definitely not a bulldozer. Crate? No. That's not mobile. No. A cold planer? Wrong type. Combine harvester. Concrete mixer. Double drum roller. No. Dump truck. They they did say that you could drive a dump truck in the uh like the description area of this, but I don't think that's gonna fit us. Excavator. Oh, excavator would be good. What kind of hands do we have again? Ornate hands. Hmm. Now we okay, there is down this list, I'm looking at the same one as you. Twenty one is telehandlers, which 
we could do tinta handlers. Okay, what is it? One moment. Let, let me get to the end here. You said that's 21. Telehandler. Consists of a crane-like tool called a boom, which is used to carry pallets or materials. So it's like a really fancy... Oh, I see what this thing is. Where they are commonly found. On construction and industrial projects where vehicles can lift loads of different materials while offering stability even on rough terrain. Like, it looks kind of like a... Ah, oh crap, what was it called? A boom lift, but like... A more heavy-duty version of a boom lift. Yeah. I still think Excavator sounds the best. Yeah, Excavator, I feel like you could have, like, an... Like, you could describe, potentially, something that you use for digging as ornate, maybe. Like, it's a really fancy, like... But would... Hmm. Would would you want something, like, tentacle-based and ornate to be your digging tool? I don't think... I don't think so. Probably not. Forklift. That would be funny, but... Hey, you know, guys... Here's the thing, if you at home are playing this, you could totally just drive a forklift. There is nothing in the rules that would prevent you from doing so. <laughs> if you wanted to be a forklift cer- certified mech pilot, that is within the realm of possibility for you. Nice. Also, I just found a list of 26 equipment. Dang. I feel like something like a telehandler would be the thing that makes the most sense for potentially replacing with tentacles yeah because if you're picking up a bunch of different materials or a wrecking ball yeah but you don't want an ornate wrecking ball so oh I, i'm looking at another description of telehandlers telehandlers and it says they are similar to backhoes in their ability to be many machines in one they have more lift capacity and telescopic reach compared to okay things. so I, f- I feel like a yeah okay so we do the cat telehandler custom. So I feel like this has got to be a custom version, right? Or perhaps potentially, an, perhaps yeah. an illegal version. No, I don't think it would be a legal version. I think Cat is sponsoring these experiments. Oh. I think they just gave them a standard issue, maybe a prototype. It could, yeah, prototype makes a lot of sense too, because since this is like the first version, I still think. Changing telehandler to tentahandler uh, makes the most yes, sense. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. And I feel like the name could just be tentahandler because it's the only one of its kind at the moment. Oh, true. Yeah, I think that works. Next, choose your vehicle's load, but you don't detail what gear it has at this time. Let's see. Load. The load table is on uh, page... What page is this? Forty four one five. Yep. We have a light, medium, and heavy. So we can roll for I feel this. like medium to heavy would make sense for a construction vehicle prototype, but we'll see. I can roll, but unless you just want to pick medium, I think medium might be the best. Medium makes the most sense, I think. Well, I rolled a six. Hmm. So we could either just pick medium. We could do heavy. We can do heavy. Why not? Why not? I, I think you are right with like... With the type of vehicle that this is, it being made through a construction company, I think it would be heavy. Now, it says come up with four quirks for your vehicle. Uh, There is a quirk table. Uh, Where is that at? Right above the load table. Aha. So there's table A and table B. Now, some of these just make sense. Like, flexible structure. Like, we're supposed to be like a super flexible... 
construction vehicle that uses tentacles instead of like solid arms. Yeah. We could roll we could roll for it though. We I think we could choose that one because it makes the most sense and then roll for the others because I feel like that okay. one seems pretty necessary. What what do you think? Yeah. Flexible structure. For each result of 1 to 3, roll on table A. For every 4 to 6, roll on table B. If the result of rolling on either table provides a repeat, re-roll the result. Alright, so basically we roll our dice, and then based on the result of the roll, we roll on that specific table. Yeah. So let's go ahead and roll. I got a 3, so that's table A. And I got a 5. Fixed hard points. I don't know what that means. Probably there's some parts of this machine that do not bend as as easily. Like they are solid. They're mm. the solid material at the core of the the machine. That makes sense. Yeah. So places like the cockpit and the head, um, and the core. Would yeah. Stuff be that is not meant to be flexible. Yeah. The hell just happened. Die roll on the floor. No. And disappear. I, I heard. I think I heard. Uh, one of the cats do something. Mm. It's okay. They are known they, to do that. They jump around a lot, and it it's very quiet in my house all the time. So them simply jumping like from the couch <laughs> to the floor can make a loud noise. Okay, makes sense. Uh, let's roll for our next table. A six. So we're on table B, and we get four redundants. Or no, that's five. Uh, common parts. That makes sense, considering yep. this is a prototype from a construction company. Yep. Do you think Cat, the construction company, company in real life, will find this episode and sue us? They are probably not going to find this episode, and even if they do, I will be amazed if they think it's worth suing us over. Yeah, no. It's fine. <laughs> Alright, next table. I rolled a two, so we're back on table A. I mean, we're not even being derogatory towards them. Yeah, no. And I got five again, so we re-roll. And I got a one. Ominous appearance. Yep. That tracks. <laughs> All the tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, that, I think that's it. Yeah, that looks like that's it. Incredible. It is always nice when they have the option to be like, or when uh, playbooks give us the option to just roll for a bunch of stuff (laughs) yeah that always feels nice because it is fun when like especially with the last one ominous appearance it is fun when you roll something that just fits so well (laughs) yep (laughs) okay so that is cedric aka Leica. i'm still a big fan of that call sign yeah and his mech the tenta handler handler (laughs) okay well, we we done it. We done it. This was your look at Beam Saber. Saber. Sorry. Beam Saber by Austin Ramsey. There, I finally said it. Way to go. You got it, buddy. So, Austin, you got a cat punt? I do. Deep deep down inside in in my old my old noggin of mine. This one's a helpful piece of advice. And just something in general that people should do on a daily basis. Don't litter. All right. That's it. That's, 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 it's cat related. You know, it, it, it works in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs>